It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van It's car con carne still in quarantine. Oh yeah, these shirts are now available on the homepage of carconcarne.com. I'm James Van Osdell, Car Con Carne, Quarantine Con Carne, sponsored by C&H Financial Services. As business owners continue to open back up to serve their communities, they're faced with a lot of challenges as they navigate through this new normal brought on by the coronavirus. C&H Financial Services is here to help. They offer a variety of products, ranging from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expense associated with accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express as a form of customer payment. C&H Financial Services eTab solutions, easy to set up for your business for online ordering and curbside pickup. C&H also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs, which can help get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact C and H Financial Services at 800-555-600-2437 or go to chfs.us. My guest tonight, my God, it's been a while. Uh, his name is Mike Braddon. Back in the day, kids, uh, back like six and a half years ago, Carcon Carney was a co-host adventure. Mike and I started this podcast um, ambitiously out of my car. Mike handled all the audio production. Um, it, was, it was a very different thing and things evolve over time and change over time. Uh, but I have not had you, you've not been on Carcon Carney, this thing that you helped found uh, for like five and a half years. I know. Has it been that long? Uh, I, th- um, I can tell you, I, I've got, I've got a spreadsheet of this stuff. You know what I saw? I saw the like repost of the, of the history of uh-huh. Carney the other day. And I was just like, Oh, I'm walking down memory lane. And then I looked at, I, I looked really closely at like the time from when we started it to the time that I left. And I was like, wow, that was really short. <laughs> it was, I'm well, glad relatively to see that speaking. you were like, what's that? And relatively speaking, it was, but in podcast years, the fact that we did it together for a year and a half, that's, that's a long time in podcast yeah. years because most yeah. people I, I found and you've seen it, too. People will start podcasts because the barrier for entry is really low. Anyone mm-hmm. can do it. Lots of people start them, but they get about six, seven months in and they're like, yeah, I'm out. They, they don't <laughs> yeah. see the, they don't see okay, the return. I am done with that. Yeah, there's no <laughs> revenue. There's no audience. And you think, wait, I spent three hours editing a podcast episode that 50 people listen to. Yeah, fuck <laughs> this. I'm done. I can't. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So. Here we are all these years later. I now you the, the reason why you left. Well, the reason you told me is that uh, <laughs> you were moving to New York. You are in New York, right? Yes. Okay, yes. You, I'm, that, I'm that wasn't New a York cover and, story. No, no, it wasn't a cover story. I'm in New York in my lady closet right now. So. You are in a lady closet. <laughs> I am. I am. These are these are sound absorbing clothes over here. So because uh, and know, I just knew I knew because you're a professional voiceover guy because you're an audio guy. No matter how good I had my audio rig set up, yours was going to sound way, way better. And it does. Well, Even your lighting's better. You, you got this all figured out. But <laughs> well, I'm guessing, otherwise, I look like I'm in a dark, dark hobbit hole if I turn my lights off in here. But I'm guessing years. you probably spend, because you were a voiceover artist, you probably spend your entire day where you are right now. Pretty much. Yep. So you, yep. you got to get it right. Yeah. At least, you know, 75% of the time. So, so you moved to New York. I, I still hear you. Well, I heard you. Uh, on the radio before coronavirus because your voice is on like every concert tour spot. I hear oh, you yeah. On, I hear you on <laughs> yeah. like a, a corn commercial or a Smashing Pumpkins commercial every now and then. And I would text you like, that was you, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yes, that uh-huh. was me. I lo- I mean, uh, that was so much fun doing all those things too, because it kind of like keeps me connected to doing all the like, you know, concert stuff that we would do at the radio station, like at Q101 or the at the zone. But, um, but, uh, and those things just come in like, like bang, 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 bang. You know, it's like, okay, Marilyn Manson, you're doing 50 dates. And then you have to just like knock all those things out. And then when all of, when everything shut down, it was kind of like, Ooh, what, uh, what's going to happen with all these things? And so they're, they're trying to kind of like reconfigure tours like yeah. way into the future. So we'll see what happens with all that stuff. If they even, you know, come back and advertise, but I, I do want to say we're, we're live on Facebook right now. <laughs> Our mutual friend, uh, a very dear soul, Tim Virgin says, yay. Hey, Virgin. Ah, I miss you. He's the best. I miss Tim too. I mean, I'm in the same town, but we don't get to see each other outside of Zoom chats now. It's uh, there's no man hug, there's no fist bumping, there's nothing going on with me and Virgin right now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But we still we work <laughs> together, which is delightful. Um, so I, I guess since we're talking about voiceover, how is the business for you right now? Are people still? Um, it it's pretty good. Like I had a bunch. I have a bunch of. I'm in a fortunate position that I have a a large number of uh like long-term um contract clients and stuff so i do a bunch of radio stations i do a few tv affiliates i do a couple of tv networks i do some long-form narration shows and then just whatever else comes at me um so in the beginning of this it was um i actually kind of like booked a couple of new uh shows that are coming up on like discovery channel and stuff later this year um, but ever since then, it's been crickets. <laughs> um, it's it, it, and that's partially, you know, me because I'm, I, I haven't been able to focus as well. Um, I think it's true think, of all of us, isn't it? I mean, well, yeah, I, I, I live in a fog. We all live in a fog, and now I have, you know, we're in a thousand square foot two bedroom apartment, <clears throat> and I use the word word bedroom very loosely um the in brooklyn and we now have three humans and a 60 pound pit bull all on top of each other all day every day and so like basically tina has her office set up in our bedroom and i'm in the closet as as i usually am and then my son is is doing his thing when school was in in his bedroom um, and then the dog went all over the place. Yeah, it's, but, it's um, tight. It's tight. It, it's tight. And and so because of that, like my wife has like a very regimented schedule for the most part throughout the day. And so I I have my stuff just comes in whenever, you know, so I basically became like the teacher cafeteria lady um the recess uh uh helper and um you know and then just the dog walker like that was all my stuff to do and then oh Mm. right i still have work to do also right um so i haven't been able to focus on anything so you know getting new work is rather difficult right now (laughs) you know one of my thoughts when we hit COVID 19 when it looked like okay we're all gonna be stuck home for a while I knew that the only way to keep this podcast going, keep whatever momentum I had going was to do something different with it. Mm-hmm. So moving into this nightly thing from home was it served two purposes. One, keep it alive, but also give me something to do. Cause I knew yeah. I going back to that, that idea of focus, I knew that I would need to have something I could zero in on. So I'm not mm-hmm. doom scrolling through social media. So I'm not endlessly scrolling through Netflix, looking for something to do. It gives me like a fixed position on my calendar 
mm-hmm. whereas nothing else is set in stone for the foreseeable future. Right, right. I had to do it. I, D- doom scrolling is my is my f- new favorite uh phrase by the way i love it I just I, I guess it used to be known as hate reading or <laughs> i'll do that too i'll, I'll, I'll before bed i think I'll, it I'll, used to just be scrolling through social network but now everything is doom so what else are you supposed is, to think of it as? I, I i'll look at my tablet before i go to bed i like reading before i go to sleep and sometimes i'll go on sites and i'll start looking at comments i'm like what the fuck am i doing i, I can't <laughs> I'm going to have bad dreams. I'm going to be having an awful night of sleep. I can't do that anymore. No, it's terrible. No, no. no. I, and that's what I wind up getting myself into is I'll sit there and it's like, you know, it's, it's already midnight. Tina's finally wrapping up with work. The, the boy's been asleep for a couple of hours at that point. And, um, and then I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm going to stay up for a little while, play some Fortnite, read Twitter for a little bit. And then the next thing I know, it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, fuck, what did I do to myself? And then to top it off, then, then like I go and get in the bed and 30 seconds later, dad, I can't sleep. And then, you know, <laughs> like every night. So so both the kid and I have like these massive bags under our eyes. I'm wearing my glasses to try and hide them up, hide them at the is, moment. But this is why daddy drinks. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so much so. So have you have you dipped your toes back into podcasting at all since? You know what? Yes. Um, very, very briefly. By the way, I, I wanted to represent I love with the that. shirt tonight. I love that. Quick side note. Speaking of of uh, of merch, um, my son, um, I you know, I told him he vaguely remembers Small James from when we lived in Chicago. And he called you Small James because he was way into Thomas the Tank Engine at the time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's the chain. There's James on the on Thomas. So. James the train was yeah, big James. I, I can't and compete. you were yeah. small James. Yeah. Um, so so I would go recording with small James and um and so he kind of sort of remembers that. And then when I re-explained everything to him the other day, I was like, you know, yeah, we had a podcast and you know, and 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 my friend is still doing it and it's like wildly successful now that I'm not on it, and it's it's like really great. It's like this the it and and uh and I said, and so he has merchandise now. So I bought the shirt to like you know to to support everything. And he looked at me and was like, You are famous, dad. You have merch. And I was like, I'm not famous. He okay, thanks, buddy. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right, all right. Because he watches all these god awful YouTube channels and stuff, and they're constantly har- har- like, you know, hawking their wares. Speaking but, of Thomas the Tank Engine, which is one of the worst kids shows. Uh, on the other side of that, Kim Possible, big fan. But Thomas the Tank Engine, have you seen the episode where a train misbehaved or transgressed in some way, and he was entombed alive to to like live out his final days in? in in, a, in basically like a train grave. Yes, that was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I don't think they show that one anymore. At least not. I don't in the think States. so either. You can find it on YouTube. It is. It is the darkest. I mean, it is. It's like a it, Bauhaus it's super, album. It it's is so super dark. distressing, and it's kind of great. Like I, you know, I you you kind of want to show that every once in a while, and your kids acting like an asshole, and just be like, "Hey, <laughs> have you seen this episode of Thomas? You'll be Watch buried what alive to him." <laughs> uh, I want to show you. I, I just saw night. this right before we got on. This is like the best news headline you could possibly find. Um, tell me when you're seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> that totally makes sense. Oh my God. Horror movie fans coping better with the coronavirus study finds. <laughs> now, it, it's the New York Post. 
take it for what it is. Uh, but yes, horror fans do have a better shot of making it through the coronavirus just because we've been preparing our whole lives for this. We watch people in the most horrible worst case scenarios. Oh, totally. Me. But I would have been, I really was expecting more zombies. I mean, like, uh, and also I expected the zombies to be, uh, I don't know. I just find that right now the there's, there's a level of st stupidity that just, it seems to be worse than the zombies. I'm kind of like wishing for that right now. As things started breaking bad and heading toward our current dystopian state, I, I, I always had the inclination i really need to catch up with mike i need to check in i need i need to do a well <laughs> i need to do a wellness check on mike because you've always been chicken little the sky is falling literally like, every time gaming in your head the worst possible scenario <laughs> and anytime something horrible happened i'm like i should do a wellness check i gotta make sure that he's not it's like there's in his constantly corner. a text yeah. just ready you know it's like oh my uh -huh. god I'm, I'm i'm starting to fog up my glasses i gotta take them off um i and and, and actually there's been a few times where i've where i've sent you some of those messages in the <laughs> the last few months and you haven't responded i'm like oh god i broke him no I'm so sorry I, okay that's fair and <laughs> in all honesty total apology i suck at texting i am terrible at it i i don't like doing it i it, it's distracting and it's not that i don't care about you mike i just oh, sometimes no, I, I, just, <clears throat> I just i just i'm terrible at it i, I, I can't talk it, on the phone well, here's the I other thing talking too. on the phone. That's I can't, I just can't do it. I talk all day long on this thing. I don't right. want to talk to anybody. Here's the other thing. And I, it's almost embarrassing to say, but I literally have nothing to say anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> I'll, I'll have people ask me, what are you up to this weekend? I'm staying home. I, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, the same thing I've done for the past five fucking months. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I, I, nothing new happens. I, I, I watch some new stuff on Netflix. I listen to, the Sandman audiobook on Audible, which is awesome. But that's really about as new as, as things get with me. Got that's, a nice pork butt. Going to put it on the smoker. That's about it. Done some smoking, too. But uh, by the way, that's Sandman, Audible, mm -hmm. the production, James McAvoy as Dream of the Endless. So good. I'll have to check it out. It is. It, it, I didn't love the comic the way some people did because I thought the art was really distracting. Uh, the Audible version of Sandman. It's worth the free trial. If you haven't uh, signed up for Audible yet, if you have Audible, it's worth the money. Uh, it is as good as it gets. But that all said, yeah, I have nothing to say. And I, I, I try not to be rude, but I just am kind of tapped out. And I think we all are. So please, uh, yeah. no disrespect. <laughs> no, no, no. I just uh, I, at this point also, like I have plenty to say, but lots of people don't want to hear it. Um, but uh, my family is so tired of me and all of my various <laughs> rants that I have every day, like, mm hmm. Yep. OK, Dad. All right. Great. Um, but um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, but, but I really don't think that my imagination could have ever created anything that is worse or weirder or scarier than this whole situation and so you know i i think i think my lizard brain that used to just find <laughs> find humor in you know the like oh that's it for us monkeys um thing was <laughs> was just was is just like I, I can't i can't process humor out of this anymore like well, it, i think one just, of the one of the most telling things of this whole pandemic is that the creator of Black Mirror said straight up, yeah, I, I can't create anything right now. I, I, there's nothing I can do that can measure up to this, that it will be enough of a distraction or enough of a difference from what we're currently experiencing. So he just he just put Black Mirror on ice. Like, I, I can't sex. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in, uh. in my wildest dreams, when I switched the podcast over to this at-home model, the quarantine model, 
who would have ever imagined? I truly thought by May, by June at the latest, we'd be out of this. This is the 102nd episode done outside <laughs> oh of the God. car. 100 <laughs> seconds. Wow. Like wow. I, I, I started the year. I applaud your stick to itiveness, by the way. Well, thank that's, you. That's phenomenal. I started the year with the band Yes Factory, the Rockford band Yes Factory. We, first mm-hmm. show of the year was at Superdog. That was episode 300. I'm now on episode 419 as of tonight. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? And it, once I set my mind to it, it's like, well, this is what I'm doing. I, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going. And well, it's fantastic. I, I'm so I'm so happy for you that that you've that you've been able to do that and parlay it into something to do and something fun also. Um, uh, although you can appreciate booking guests is always hard. That's like oh, the, sure. the most, the most I figured you part. had a, I figured you had a pretty tough time finding somebody for tonight if you needed to give me a holler. <laughs> Not true. Uh, I, a little little plug here coming up uh, tomorrow night. The Webster's Chicago band. The Webster's will be joining me. We're going to debut uh, on carconcarney.com, their brand new song and video. Uh, Friday night, Steve Karras. He is a documentary director. Uh, he most recently directed About Face. Uh, he'll be joining me next week. Chris Franz of Talking Heads will be on the show. Yes, yes. Chris Franz. Nice. Psychedelic and Funkadelic, Chris Franz. Uh, also, Empirical Brewery will be joining us and The Return of Hope for the Day, uh, a really fantastic suicide prevention charity based here in the area. So it varies. Some days there are Mike Braddens. Some days, mm-hmm. some days there are Chris Franzes. Some days there are people who are like, like actually well-known and stuff. So, well, let, let's, let's, let's get a little kidding. It's like, who, who cares? I, I just, I'm just super happy that I get to talk to you and see your beautiful face that I haven't oh, seen in five plus years now. So God, it is true. Like, let's, let's look back a little bit. When we started this thing, <laughs> what, what we be completely honest, what were your expectations? <laughs> Barbecue? Um, and just shooting the shit. Like I really never, I never anticipated like money or it being anything. <laughs> I had hopes, I suppose, but I'm just yeah. kind of like, oh, I don't know, podcasting, whatever. Um, so I, I, I kind of felt like it would be something, and I felt that there was like an, there was an interesting spark to it. So that's why I'm glad that it has. That, that you know it has it has continued on and has become something unto itself you know larger and everything but but yeah no i had no idea what to think about it really it's just it's very it was so um uh what's the word i'm looking for it was it was just very ethereal like it like it made it made it made sense but it also made no sense it was like a hobby is what sitting you're saying in the fucking car talking to each other and eating food and rating it. And it's like, who are we to rate food? We're just like, we're just two people who like food, but you know, which I guess that's who we are to rate food. But, um, but it just kind of felt, I, I, I'd I'd forgotten that we actually rated food. Like that was part of the podcast. Like that that is so far (laughs) gone from my memory pods. Like, I guess we did do that in the beginning. Yeah, we were pretty brutal about a lot of it too because it because it was we were so hyper focused on barbecue. Yeah. Um which, you know, really at that time you had there were so many restaurants that were starting to serve barbecue and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But you had you basically had like the South Side Chicago specific barbecue and then you had like some smattering of stuff from all over the place and some restaurants you know had all of it in one joint some combo of of memphis kansas city and yeah carolina um and so it was just like it was a little 
I, I'm I, I'm glad that was as we moved on, we started to kind of figure out like we've gone a little too niche with this. We got to kind of like broaden it out to get you know different types of types of things. I think we we started that with like some Korean taco place yeah. that was on the north side. Yeah, in Granville. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the best lessons I learned from doing this podcast with you and, and after you left as well, the having the courage or just wherewithal to audible and, and change and be flexible, be able to pivot. <laughs> like if, if we'd been so dead set on barbecue only, okay, that would have been a great two years and it would have been done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think in any venture, especially some startup that doesn't have a whole lot of branding or isn't totally entrenched in the world, take chances, move, shake mm -hmm. things up. Don't, mm -hmm. don't lock yourself in. That was one of the biggest lessons I took away from all that. I, I was looking uh, historically at Caracon Carney on this week, six years ago, mm -hmm. uh, the two of us were recording with Steve Gadlin. Ah, yes. Yes. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> I, I've had him on since uh, most recently, maybe a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Steve Gadlin, who was the I want to draw a cat for you guy who hit it big with Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. Uh, he's done a lot of harebrained ventures since. And I, I feel like he if anything, he's doing more of them now. Maybe what's the, I think what's what's the newest one? Oddbox is that it? Odd, I don't even know if he's still doing that. I did the first month of Oddbox <laughs> subscriptions where he just sent basically a, a box of shit, uh, including a really weird T-shirt to your home. Uh, now he's got like a web series where he speaks in a weird Polish accent, and it's like a variety show, like a cable access variety show. That's on Facebook Live. <laughs> and then I saw he just posted like the theme song for a sitcom that doesn't necessarily exist. That's weird. But another thing he created, I think, since you and I interviewed him was an idea that I think should be brought back. It's I forgot the exact name, but it's two movies, one T-shirt where he, he will print up a T-shirt with the names of two of your favorite movies because you can't just pick one favorite one. Right. So right. For me, it'd be like Escape from New York. <laughs> Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> that, that'd be my shirt. Or right. It follows and the invitation. <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah, Willy Wonka Star Wars, for instance. That, that would be you, exactly. So it's funny. I, I mentioned this earlier. You you took so much time and care into editing each podcast episode. That's your thing. You're Sometimes an audio guy. way too much time. <laughs> and I realized shortly after I started shouldering this all myself, I don't have time for that. And the return on that investment is just, it's not there. We're just putting it out there. I'm just, I'm going to lop off the front, lop off the end. I'm going to edit in my head as we go. And what it is, is what it's going to be. I, I that just, was the best decision ever, by the way. Like, as soon as you said that, you're like, I'm not editing anything. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Why the hell didn't we think about that? No, I, I, I need to get better with things like compression and uh, effects and just balancing out sounds. But yeah, just trimming off ums and chewing sounds. It just is what it is. It's just, yeah. But we were it, pretty podcast gross. like we had we we were way up on <laughs> on Mike, like, you know, gnawing on food. So a lot of ribs. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I really thought we made it back in the day. I, I thought, well, this is it. We're the big time is surely upon us when we had hot Doug. I'm like, we, we have oh, hot Doug for was, a guest. Yes. <laughs> like, this is it. We've arrived. We have hot Doug. 
I was so excited when we had him on. And then, and where did we go? We went someplace in like the South Loop, right? Uh, pork chop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, pork as chop? I recall, wasn't all that great. Or pork, uh, it, pork shop, was it? Or pork? No. Yeah, it was because it was like one of those shoppy. It was like S-H-O-P-P-E, wasn't no, it? No, hang on. No, no, no. Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was just called pork chop because pork shoppy was over by Kuma's. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. And that, that place was on Belmont. That place was really good. <laughs> but pork chop right. was was kind of brutal. Hey, we had some bad meals. We had um in fact, went, did was that the one that we had to after it was over, we had to go and get hot dogs at at uh, a nearby hot dog shop uh that was I also a, I'm pretty sure we did. That, oh, that's possible. Maybe that might have been like a Jim's original trip or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so, do you miss this? Will you come back? Uh, what the show? Yeah. Yes, I miss the show. Of course, I would come back in a second. Um, uh, do you listen? Be honest. Uh, yes, I do. From time to time, I'm not regular with podcasts in any way, shape, or form, and I should be. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm bad about it. But yeah, well, I, it's I hard to listen. find podcasts to to lock into, and especially now. Well, especially now when no one's commuting. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like I can't. I can barely commit to like sitting down and watching a TV show for 25 minutes, you know, like I'm not, and I'm not even watching commercials. I'm pulling it up off of Hulu or whatever. And I can barely commit to that kind of time frame because I just can't, I have so much shit occupying my head all the time yeah. now that I just can't put anything else in it. Um, I've sat down now to try and start reading the new uh, Mary Trump book. Like, I don't know, 10 times and I'm about 10 pages into it. If that gives you any idea about where my headspace is right now. Like I discovered uh, this is something I, I, I'm assuming a lot of media people already knew about. There's a thing called NetGalley where you can request, if you're a media outlet, you can request advanced copies of books Ooh. for a review. That's, that's how I got hooked up with Chris Franz of Talking Heads. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm getting all these books to read. So it's, that's fantastic it's, it's wonderful so because I, i'm at a point and i posted something about this recently i i need to detach from news mm -hmm. social everything mm -hmm. for a big chunk of time every day it's just as messed up as things are as we continue to wind our way through this collective trauma i just need to not hear all the noise yeah pay attention to the noise and sometimes the, the best way to do it is just that draconian. I'm cutting myself off completely. I'm walking away because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sometimes self-discipline doesn't work in that regard. It's so hard to do. Like my my version of that is always like bike rides, like three, four, five, six hour bike rides if I can handle it. Um, but but because no one in like in any normal time that totally works is because like Tina and Elliot would go and do something for a few hours on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. And then I could go and like, I'd leave really early so that I could be back by like one. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe meet up for lunch or everybody comes home and we all hang out the rest of the day. But now because nobody is leaving the house, I can't like, I, I, I feel. And like, so Tina's like her schedule is so, is so tight throughout the day. And then Elliot is just here. Um, yeah. you know, that, <clears throat> that I, um, like her routines of getting out of the house, like going to the gym, doing yoga, like just leaving the house to go to work. Like all of those things are so gone now, um, that, that I can't, I, f I feel like, like tremendous guilt asking 
for even like two hours or a two and a half hour, like just a jaunt, a bike yeah. ride or whatever on a Saturday or a Sunday, just to get away. Like, and, and because that was, that's my way of clearing my head and stuff. Sure. And so I've, I just, so all of those things have kind of gone, my outlet for that has gone away. Um, and, and that's, that's okay. I'm not like, it's, I'm not blaming it on anybody or anything like that. It's just like, I just put that on myself. It's like, I can't, I can't ask, you know, my family to just sit at home and wait for me for five or six hours at a crack, you know, on a Saturday because daddy needs yeah. to clear his head, you know, although daddy so. needs to clear his head. He does. Yes, it's true. But I can, I, I can get a partial clearing in like two hours. It's fine. You know, <clears throat> and again, this is why daddy drinks. <laughs> yes. And all of my glasses are empty now. They are. It's so funny. When Mike and I started talking before we went live, <laughs> I, I noticed he was drinking a cocktail. And then a couple of seconds later, he had a big old dark beer in his hand. I'm like, are you like, two fisting? <clears throat> Wait a minute. What's going on there? I'm sweating like I'm in a, a, a sauna right now. Because you're in a room with no ventilation? Uh, that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can wrap this up. Uh, no, no, know, no, it's fine. Well, <clears throat> I, at some point, I need to turn this into a podcast episode. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Uh, but you know, you know, I find you delightful and wonderful, and I miss you terribly. Same, 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 and same. And uh, it's been five and a half years since you've been on Carco and Carney, which is just I find nuts. that insane. I find that completely and utterly insane. And, and it I has to stop. Here's the crazy thing: I realize in having you on tonight, there are people who, I mean. I've been doing this solo longer than we did it together. So there are people who are watching or listening who have no idea that you're even part of this. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy to me. That's, that's, that's the way things happen. I suppose. I don't know. That's where it, it, to me, it's, it's not apples to apples, but it's like people who never realized that Lollapalooza was a tour. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, it, but I mean, your, your version, the, not your version, the new, the, the version no, the 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 car con carne now and quarantine mm -hmm. con carne is now a completely and wholly different entity than it was when we were working oh, sure. together. So, you know, it's it's um, so it's if anything, it, that was just like the trial infancy period. You know, that was we, we were fostering a puppy together. And then <laughs> I nice. the, the fostering situation didn't quite work out. Um, but then you just decided, you know what, I can, I can, I can adopt uh, a new way of doing this. And you did, and it's successful and amazing. And, and, and I, I'm very happy for you. Well, thank you. And although that right now there is no car and there is no carne. No, that part makes it kind of weird. It, it's just a con <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> it's all a con. Everything that's, is a con. That's all I have left. And the irony, of course, the podcast has never been more successful than it has been since the core concepts were blown out. COVID. <laughs> I, i've never well, had as big an audience as when i completely obliterated the concept of the show to keep it alive that's fascinating but i mean like but that kind of makes sense I mean, now because now okay so like you said the, the construct of of quarantine con carne is like it was ostensibly to give you something to do like and it's it's a it's, it's appointment it's appointment doing as opposed, That's as opposed exactly to like it. appointment viewing, you know, like mm -hmm. old TV shows and stuff like that. Um, and so, so for you, it gives you something to do. And now you've also given your audience and hope, and also a newer audience, something to do and look forward to at the end of each day. I, I like, well. I like thinking that is true. I like, I like thinking that I have just, I, I provide some kind of distraction. 
yes. all this mess. Yes, relief. We all uh, need relief in some way, to, shape, I, or form or another. I wouldn't even describe it as relief. Just something else to do. Something that's not doom scrolling. Something that's not <laughs> shaking your fist at the clouds. Just <laughs> talking. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to wrap up the uh, social media broadcast of this thing. Thank you, everybody, for watching there. Thanks, peeps.